0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. We call it the church age. The Bible says the Spirit filled all the house where they were seated. It was the beginning of a brand new age, a dimension of God. But I want you to notice they were seated. They were not standing. They were sitting down. They were not leaping for joy yet. They were not shouting as drunken men and women cascading down from the upper room yet. They were seated. And in that posture, God suddenly moved on them. The Spirit sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That tells me that the Lord appeared to each of them where they were seated. And that suggests to me that there is a seat with your name on it, with my name on it. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and all of this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about building hope. If you've ever been part of a civic meeting or some organization, You know, quite often they use rules of order. You can read of a decision of the chair in those rules. In a spiritual sense, I think there is a decision of the chair. Each time you and I place ourselves before God, when we choose not to sit in the seat of the scornful, but in the seat of the worshipful and the thoughtful, when we step away from the hustle and bustle of life, And we enter into this season of contemplation before God and we think and meditate on the goodness of God and choices are formed. We make decisions. The word decide means to cut off. And so it is in the chair of decision. We cut off one option after another. And we say, when I get up from this chair, this is the way I will walk, talk and behave. You are never more powerful than when you make a decision. You and I need those moments where we say, we're going to choose this day who we will serve. There on Mount Carmel, Elijah called Israel to a decision. In a sense, that's what the 120 in the upper room had done. They decided to obey the Lord. The Lord had told them to go tarry in Jerusalem until they received the promise of the Father to wait for it. 120 of them did. Sounds like a lot. Until you realize in 1 Corinthians 15 that the resurrected Jesus appeared to over 500 people because Paul said after that, Jesus was seen by over 500 brethren at once. So many saw Jesus in his resurrected state, but less than one in four were seated in the upper room when the church age dawned. Why? They made a decision. They chose to tarry or not to tarry. To sit and wait on God are to be elsewhere. You and I must decide each and every day and many times during the day. Will we obey God? Will we wait on him and permit him to touch our lives? It was Lloyd John Ogilvy, the former chaplain of the US Senate, a prolific author and speaker? He once pastored in Hollywood, California. Each and every Sunday morning would find Ogilvy on the doorsteps of the church and And he would ask the same question of each person entering the building. What do you need from God today? It was a great focusing question for those individuals to remind them that they were coming into the presence of God. That whether they were standing or sitting, that God could appear to them. Ogilvy said just asking and hearing the answers kept it real for him as a pastor that his ministry his preaching was not some theological or polemic exercise but as he prepared his messages seated in the chair of his study those voices would ring out to him reminding him that each person listening had a need or a felt need in each chair there are needs wherever you're seated right now you may be driving to work you may be driving home from work there are needs. I think of several needs. The first is help. I need help. You do know that we're living in the last days and there are tremendous forces come against people right now. The force of loneliness and isolation, the breakdown of the family, the uprooting of urbanization, the division and the fear and the conspiracies help. People who are listening right now To this devotion need help. None of us is an island. We need to sense that we're not alone in this struggle, that there's still some fuel in the tank, that they got somebody in their corner. This is where I believe having people that we pray with, having a small group that we can get involved with, for where two or three are gathered in his name. Jesus said, I'll be there. I'll show up. Your help has arrived. It was that desire for help that forms the entire backdrop of the upper room in Acts 2. Jesus told his followers, you need a helper. That's what the baptism of the Spirit is called, a helper, a comforter, someone to give you strength. And those chairs where they were seated in that room, they received the help that they needed. Here's another chair. You need to be seated firmly in the second chair of stability. I think people as never before feel the need for stability. They need stability in their homes, their marriages, their jobs. They need this inner stability, a sense of well-being that everything is okay. If it's not okay, it's going to be okay. Stability in our minds, a soundness in our soul, peace in our homes, serenity, tranquility. Scripture says he's the Chief cornerstone. We have a sure foundation. If we build our life on Him, our house will stand against the rains and the storms that are coming in these last days. I believe that there is a seat of help, there's a seat of stability. Here's another seat the seat of well being. We are less human beings and more human becomings. It doth not yet appear what we shall be but every one of us needs a sense that we're going to be okay when jesus was in his hometown synagogue of nazareth he stood and read the scroll in isaiah said the spirit of the lord is on me anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor to heal the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captive sight to the blind liberty to the oppressed i love this those are the needs that we have in our lives that something is amiss something is wrong Something like a dislocated shoulder has happened to us. It's not where it should be. Things are out of sorts. But Jesus said, I am here. Wherever you're seated, the one seated on the right hand of God, the one with all power and might has the ability to reach you and to restore what the enemy has taken from you and to give it back. Here's a fourth chair. The fourth chair is that of meaning or purpose. You need to feel like your life belongs to something greater. Human beings, we crave meaning, significance, that our lives matter, that we have a purpose that's beyond ourselves. Then that fifth chair is freedom freedom from hate, freedom from fear, freedom from anger, freedom from lust, freedom from envy, from alcohol, drugs, indulging in fleshly things, freedom from Guilt, shame, regrets, freedom from selfishness and self-centeredness, from the cruelty shown to us as children, that the baggage of yesteryear, never unpacked, just hauled around from place to place, getting ever heavier, that it's going to be put away. How long are we going to keep holding on to the things of the past? I like what Paul said in Galatians 5, it is for freedom's sake that Christ has set us free. Jesus wants you free to live a full and complete life, to be rid of the harmful effects of yesteryear, to have life and have it more abundantly. That spirit that filled the upper room was the sound of freedom, the spirit of liberty. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We could, I guess, isolate seats for various needs, but that's the beauty of our God. He knows our needs, so each chair, wherever you're seated, has all five needs printed on it. I believe, I believe that even right now as I'm speaking, wave after wave of the Spirit is flowing. That there is someone in the sound of my voice that needs to admit I have a need and I need to open my heart up to the one who can supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You see, that's the beautiful thing about this. David said the one thing he desired more than anything was to dwell in God's presence. Dwell, Hashem in Hebrew. It means to sit in his presence. Those 120 in the upper room could have left, and apparently many had done so before it whittled down to 120. But they chose to stay. And in that decision, they prove their devotion. And God made a choice to meet them there, to sit with them there. Can I just tell you this? You will never sit alone. When you admit I have a need, it's one of the most powerful moments in your life. In the Second Great Awakening, Charles Finney began the forerunner of the modern altar call. He popularized the use of what he called the anxious bench. It was the first row of the congregation. It was designed to be the place where if you were anxious about anything, in need of something, were not too afraid to admit it, you would come and be seated there. While the word was preached and while the songs were sung and while worship went forth, you admitted, I am in need. And by sitting in this chair, I'm telling everyone I'm not ashamed to admit it. I need something that only God can give me. I needed an answer to a prayer. I needed an assurance of my salvation. In the Bible, people often came to be known for their need, named for their need. Jacob, the deceiver renamed Israel, chosen of God. Benoni, weakness, renamed Benjamin, son of power. Loami, not mine, renamed Ami, that means mine that people were named for their need, but renamed by God for the change in their lives to indicate that that need was met. There's a seat with your name on it. Your present need is nothing more than an opportunity for a mighty miracle, if you can only believe. Years ago, the late Billy Cole spoke of how people would get lost in the emotion of worship and they would fail to make a decision, a lifelong, life-impacting decision. I remember seeing Brother Cole ask people who needed something from God just to come and sit in the front of the building. Everyone else may be standing in the audience, a few helping people to pray. He would tell people, you have a decision to make today. It's not an emotional one. It's not simply a rational one but a decision born of faith to say, I admit my need. And I confess that Jesus Christ alone has the power to change my need into a new name. Which seat do I need to sit in? The one you feel led to. That you will sit down and say, Lord, I admit I have a need. And I admit that you are the solution to my need. Wasn't that what they were doing in the upper room? They were seated and waiting on the promise of the Father. That their waiting was proof of their anticipation and faith. That I am seated in the chair of destiny. I am seated in the place that God told me to sit. This seat has my name on it. The moment I admit my need and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will turn my need into a new name. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at KenGurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.